You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to get started with our NFL episode this week and the thing that's on everyone's mind is the Super Bowl. Thomas Brady has won his seventh. You heard that right, seventh. He has surpassed Michael Jordan and won his seventh Super Bowl. Is now widely hailed as the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Um, and he did it against a very impressive offensively and defensively Chiefs team well during the regular season because we're going to talk about how they weren't impressive yesterday and so I just want to hear from the guys like y'all can come from any angle what what are your thoughts what are your thoughts about this Super Bowl like how are we feeling the day after well I'll just say it was domination at the end of the day it was just sheer domination on all facets of the game uh but I think Andy Reid didn't game plan a great game. Maybe his mind was on the fact that his son was in a car accident hurt two, two children. You know, I don't know. But that wasn't a great game plan. You knew going into the game that you you lost your best offensive lineman, Eric Fisher. You knew going into that, that, the, that their defense line was going to be attacking. He should have drawn up more plays that were short and that were getting more immediate action. And, I mean... What was also amazing to me is there are some throws in that game that that Pat Mahomes made that you say to yourself, if his receivers just caught the ball, seriously, we might be looking at a different game. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, Kelsey even surprised me. Like I love watching Kelsey because he's so automatic, right? And he even dropped a couple of plays that I was like, wait, what? Like, what is even happening right now? So I definitely agree with that. Yeah, shout out to um, Todd Bulls and Brian Leftwich. Yes. They did a great job. Um, you know, I, I kind of, we was tweeting, I mean, we was talking with each other. You know, I I can't stand Tom Brady, so I got to get my <laughs> bias out of the way. Uh, I think the Bucks team played better than Kansas City that night, period. But I still, I still had some problems with how the game was officiated, especially in the first half. Um, but besides that, you know, I, you know, the calls, whatever. I just think one team was better than the other one last night. So, you know, Tom Brady, he got seven. You can't, you can't speak against that man. Seven to seven for his longevity. So shout out to Tom Brady too. Yeah, yeah. One thing's interesting though about one of those penalties in the first half that 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 bothered me. I still don't know why Teron Matthew got a got a unsportsmanlike conduct penalty when Tom Brady chased him down. He was minding his own business, going back to his huddle, and Tom Brady chases him down. He gets an unsportsmanlike conduct. Reminds me of one time in high school, we were playing a game, and a guy mushed me. I didn't do anything. I was my way busy. He came and mushed me, and I got te- we got double tested. I'm like, I didn't do anything. So well, it's an I and and okay. I think I don't know what Tom Brady was going to say, like if he if he was going to encourage him, make America great again. Like, who knows what the statement was? But I think with Matthew, he was wilding the whole game. Like, I think the refs were sick of him by that point. 
And they were just like, look, we're not going to tolerate this behavior. You know, you point in your finger aggressively in Tom Brady's face or whatever. So I think that was a combination of this guy is just acting like a whole (laughs) something this whole game and we are tired. And so therefore you about to get this penalty. Yeah, I agree that's, with that's that. That's a bad excuse though. No, right. no, 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 no. I'm, but he, and he is right. to Think be about clear, it. Whole, I'm not just, making an excuse for them not, at all. I'm not saying you, I'm just saying mm-hmm. if, the, if that is true what you're saying, mm-hmm. that's, that's an indictment on a referee official because you can't even be emotional like that in a game. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, never mind the fact that they called this pass interference on him that is completely questionable in the end zone. Um, that was kind of crazy. So, you know, it was a heat of the moment. I just would like mm-hmm. them to let these dudes play. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just wanted to let them play. This right. is not Green Bay. We know Green Bay game, Tampa, um, Tampa Bay was allowed to play, right? right. We saw right. that. They're allowed to play. So, right. This one was a farewell to Tom Brady, which he psyched everyone. He's coming back. But overall, this game, uh, man, I have to – our producer warned us. Alan warned us, warned me. He said, Phil, they don't have their tackle. This person's missing. And I, I believed in so much of Mahomes. I thought he just gonna, he's just going to wheel them back. And, you know, he was running over the place. He threw at least two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It would be one thing if it didn't, the receivers didn't catch it or touched it. Went over their head. It went in their hands. Mm-hmm. It went in their hands, and they dropped it. Tyreek Hill had one in his hand. Yeah, he dropped it. Right, and it was Kelsey had one in his hand. He dropped it. What more can Mahomes do? He did everything in his power. To me, it's not Mahomes' fault. He did what he could do. He ran. He 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 passed. He did everything he wanted to do. But I have to I have to give it to Brady. You know, when the refs um flag um the what's his name matthew what's his name? um matthew honey, honey Matthews, whatever. yeah honey bad mm-hmm. matthews it reminded me of when michael jordan <laughs> when michael jordan was complaining to the ref and the ref was like michael i didn't see it i mean say <laughs> he gave the guy the foul because i believe you michael i don't know if you remember that, that replay <laughs> it just reminded me of that i believe you michael i believe you michael <laughs> it was put to tom brady <laughs> tom brady just looked at the ref you gonna let him do this to me and the ref said, yeah, you know, I believe you, Tom, and threw the flag. That was, come on, man. We, that, it was, in reality, they didn't let them play. Those, those calls, if you look at them, were actually real calls. But the previous game, kind of, the previous game when the Buccaneers played Green Bay, we kind of mm-hmm. thought that the same thing would happen, translate to this game, that they yeah. would let them play. Yeah, and, and that's the thing for me. I am of the camp, like you guys, this is the Super Bowl. This is the highest level. I want to see these teams play. If they're going to beat up on each other a little bit, you know, you let certain, as long as people aren't wilding out like Matthew, like you let certain things slide, right? But to, to, for people to get on God's internet on Facebook talking about these weren't like legitimate calls, I'm like, come on now. Now say that, you know, we should let the players play, but, but don't call out the legitimacy. And then when I ask people to explain, no one had an explanation for me, not one person. As a matter of fact, my post is open, Dion Kelly on Facebook. If you can voice your concerns just so I can understand, I would greatly appreciate that. 
you know, people are just out here talking because we all hate Tom Brady. We we didn't want him to win, but I mean, it is what it is. Period. And I'm just hopping real quick. What I think is kind of crazy is like, to me, this goes more to Evan's point. I assume coming into this game that the Chiefs would have a game plan to help protect the tackles, right? At least, at least give Mahomes some sort of time. So there were occasional plays to where it's like, okay, we got Kelsey and we got Hardman, like setting the screen, we got Mahomes rolling out to the left. Then there's other occasions where they run the ball. So I'm like, okay, they're changing their game plan a little bit. They'll run the ball two times and go back to the same thing that got Mahomes running around like a toddler stole your phone. So, like, I'm just like, yo, like, I understand the whole situation, what is going on with the Chiefs organization, but at the end of the day, you kind of going to have to look at the coaching staff sideways because you didn't give Mahomes a chance. Mahomes gave them a chance, but the coaching staff didn't give him a chance at all. Because when you look at some of these passes that he's thrown as he's being tackled, he's still putting them on the money, which is absolutely ridiculous. Being slung down, being horizontally to the ground, and it's still his dude in the hands, and the game is still well over. And to me, it just looks like the offensive line quit, like well mm-hmm. into the second half, like you could see the quit. And they need to let go of Mike Rimmers because this is the second time that he's basically like giving up such a poor f- – performance in the Super Bowl going back to when Carolina went to the Super Bowl against Denver and Von Miller had a whole party in the backfield Mm -hmm. so to me like this whole game like you have to really just look at the coaching staff and be like look man we could have did a lot better than what was displayed on the field and you what I'm surprised none of you guys acknowledged it I mean y'all are some real Mahomes apologists on this podcast man and I'm tired of y'all because no one acknowledged how dominant that Tampa Bay defense was last night dominant okay I mean they had Mahomes on his back all night like I thought this was Larsa Pippen at the all-star weekend okay that's how much he was on his back so I mean, I don't know why y'all not giving props to this defense tonight. I don't like that. No, I, well, I think they're giving. I think they're giving props to the defense, but but they also acknowledging um, the reason why. I mean, Tampa Bay. One of their strong suits are is the pass rush on the ends, and but you got to factor in Kansas City got two dudes coming off the bench playing the key positions on the offensive line. So it's like it's as much as the ends getting getting. Uh, uh, getting good pass rush or is it because these dudes got the substitutes and the backup so it's like it's kind of hard to give them too much praise when you got your, your premier players playing against backups you're supposed to dominate that and on and on top of that like they wasn't letting Tyreek beat them deep and so like when it yeah. comes back to like when it comes to like all they're throwing like calls on Kansas City the DBs for the Bucks were playing eight yards off the ball. They was like, look, Tyreek not beating us deep, and we're just going to basically just do what we got to do and just depend on our front line. And that's really all it came down to. Like, it's like, are you going to adjust to whatever the Bucks are doing? And the Chiefs didn't do that long enough. They'll just do it for, like, a series or two, and then they go back right back to what got them in trouble again. So mm-hmm. 
it's it's a combination of both, but it's like I expected. I think we all expected more of a scheme to help Mahomes instead of yeah. him really like literally doing it by himself. Yeah, that, that's that's really interesting. I mean, if we really sit down and think about this, right? I think Mahomes has compensated for Andy Reid in his last two Super Bowl runs. Because, I mean, they were down against the 49ers. They were down against the 49ers. And Mahomes wrestled victory from the jaws of defeat. On top of that, when you think about this as well, um, Patrick Mahomes legitimately looked like Carson Wentz out there, turning back, running around here, they're holding the ball too long. I was like, oh, my gosh, I've seen this a million times in my life. It's misery. Hmm. I agree. Well, everything, everything was just going backwards. The punts was bad. <laughs> These guys were dropping. Everything them. was bad. Yeah, that punter, that punter was terrible. He was <laughs> so <laughs> bad last night. That surfer dude was terrible. I don't know what he, he was thinking, man. Was bad. And the sad part was this: really my, bad. my, I was watching with my daughters, and my, what's my daughter, my wife? It was like they let a woman play, play as a punter. I was like, no, oh, no. Said, no, that's a woman, right? No. <laughs> They got confused. He does have long hair. Yeah, right. They got confused because they made an announcement that their first woman in ref shot out for the yeah. Super Bowl. And then yeah. they thought that was the first woman to play also in a Super Bowl, which would have been cool. But I'm not saying, but not, we're not saying that it was bad. Yo, I didn't like that call either for the record. Which one? Which one? The one, I didn't like a lot of them, but that one I didn't like either. I didn't like the one, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is my thing about it. It's fourth and five. This dude, his helmet crossed the line, whatever, you know. Okay, he lined up a little offside. He was offside. I mean, the field goal went in. It's like in basketball to me, it's like, it's like, I'm going to get him a first down. But I just feel like it's a, it's like when they don't call the foul, like an and one. You know what I'm saying? Because it didn't, right. if it didn't affect the play, then the shot just gotcha. goes. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's fourth and five. You guys made the field goal. Let it play. But now it's like, all right, we call it a penalty. You got a first down now. You know what I'm saying? It's like certain yeah. plays like that, I feel like. So you said Tom Brady got replays? He got, <laughs> <laughs> he got extra shot? So he had five downs? <laughs> Yo, I just, I mean, listen. So I got to figure out my bias versus my objective opinion. You know, I still, Let, I'm still processing this thing. And you want to know what? <laughs> I'm glad you ended that statement because I want to end this segment a little different. So the consensus is Tom Brady is the GOAT. I know how much my guys do not like Tom Brady. So I'm going to call you guys out by name and I'm going to ask you to acknowledge or not acknowledge on our podcast that Tom Brady is the GOAT. So, Evan, is Tom Brady the GOAT? Well, here's my question. Are you talking about the GOAT of all sports or the GOAT of football? The GOAT of football, the GOAT of quarterbacking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. So, Evan has acknowledged that Tom Brady is the GOAT. Philip, is Tom Brady the GOAT? No, he is not the GOAT. Okay. okay. Because I'll acknowledge it once he retire, right? When he retire, I'll think about it. he's not the goat. Okay. Remember how he won, and he won what Spygate, uh, inflated footballs, mm-hmm. right? Had a had went un, almost went undefeated, but the Giants, who nobody rates, Eli Manning, as the um as an elite quarterback, so you twice beat you, right? That's why to me he's elite. 
So no. This okay. is probably his first real Super Bowl. And on top of that, he had an all-star cast. His, he had all-star players on the defensive end. Remember? He has all-star cast in, a, in, a, in a, he had an all-star cast. He was the GM without the spending the money. He didn't worry about the budget. So no. Okay. Okay. Kelvin is Tom Brady the GOAT. Of QBs. Of QBs. Okay. So not to ever play football. I I, I like some other guys a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay. So Kelvin said Tom Brady is the GOAT of quarterbacks. Allen is Tom Brady the GOAT. Unfortunately. There you have it, guys. Most of the podcast. Oh, and I plead the fifth. So most of the podcasts have <laughs> indicated that Tom Brady. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, okay, whoa. okay. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. That's like someone saying, I'll show you if you show me yours. And then like, oh no, I'm done. Oh, good. All right, bye. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. Of quarterbacks, Tom Brady is the GOAT. Tom Brady's the GOAT. I mean, I have to acknowledge it. I hate it, but I can't really argue against it right now. All right, so let us transition. So we just ended that conversation with the acknowledgement of the quarterback GOAT, the quarterback GOAT. Now let's talk about the special class of disgruntled quarterbacks. The one where Carson Wentz is like the king of the disgruntled. And Deshaun Watson wants out for very good reason out of Houston um, due to his dealings with, um, you know, um, administration and stuff. So what's interesting about this conversation is we're going to couch it with some things that Brett Favre said. You know, you guys know who he is, the former Green Bay quarterback or whatever. Um, He made some statements about Deshaun wanting to leave. Houston, which was, well, I'll let the guys tell you how they feel about it. He basically said, look, you get paid a lot of money to be a quarterback, okay? You are paid to come and do a job. It is not your place, nor do you have the right to seek a trade or seek an an exit from Houston. How dare you? Now, I added this part, but this is how I think it went in his mind. How dare you, little black boy, not take this money and throw the football? Carson Wentz, who also made it very clear and very vocal that he wants out of Philly, um, there's crickets from everybody. So everyone is okay with Carson Wentz winning out, but now we have Brett Favre speaking out against Deshaun Watson. How do we feel about this? Hmm, I think it stinks. It's, it smells funny, of course, just like you were saying. It's this, it's what you're alluding to, rather. Um, Brett Favre should kind of keep his mouth shut on this one if he's not going to be consistent down the board. What I what I will say too, because I always try to look at it both sides. So, um, me thinking a little bit of him not saying anything to Carson Wentz because he trashed him earlier this year. He basically said uh, Philly should have never got rid of. Uh, uh, Nick Foles, and they should have, and they should have, uh, you know, put Carson Wentz on the side. So maybe he didn't say that to Carson Wentz because he already gave Carson Wentz the static this year. But I, what I feel like with Deshaun Watson, 
I feel like, especially in this day and age, uh, and the free agency and making yourself, um, not free agency, but, but, but allowing yourself to play where you want to play. This is the era that we in. So Brett got to move with the times. He's still stuck in the, uh, the, the 90s and the 80s. So, you know, Brett Favre just got to catch up on this one. For sure. Brett Favre is such a hypocrite. You know why? I heard, I remember the story of when they, Randy Moss and him was talking, I think it was Randy Moss and him talking in the offseason. And he, uh, on, on the deal, agreed to come to play with Green Bay. Green Bay said no. He got mad and asked for a trade. Then when Green Bay said, you know what? We want to start Aaron Rodgers. We want to start um, Brett Favre. We want to start Aaron Rodgers. He got mad again. He got mad again. So first he got mad that him and Randy Moss agreed to, uh, Randy Moss agreed to come to Green Bay. Then when that didn't happen, he got mad and asked for a trade. Then the second time it was when Aaron Rodgers, they wanted to start Aaron Rodgers and they were trying to find, figure out what you want to do, Brett. And he kept going back and forth, back and forth, forth. And when they decided to finally, after three years, start Aaron Rodgers, he got mad and asked for a trade. So Brett Favre, as hypocritical he is, he's probably mad because Deshaun Watson, Deshaun got Watson have gotten more money in one season than he probably got in a couple few. And, and, and he's trying to be the good old boy and revisit, rewrite history. And, oh, he would haven't done anything like that. So he needs to stop being a hypocrite and stop saying, get off my lawn. You've done Seriously. it. You've done it. And you've done it for worse. You've done it for less. Less. Because you didn't get a rival receiver and because some you was playing, you know, in and out on the river and on the banks for almost three years. And the organization are done. We bring star Aaron Rodgers. So please be quiet. And wait, wasn't this the same guy? Um, and I'm gonna let Evan jump in. Wasn't this the same guy that fake retired? Like, didn't Brett Favre fake retire to get out of his contract and then came right out of retire retirement? Like, is this the same Brett Favre we're talking about? That's him. That's oh, okay. Okay, cool. All right. But you see, the big difference is Brett Favre did that in a very uh, unethical manner. So I guess he wants uh, Deshaun Watson and Carson wants to be snakes. Uh, the funny thing about Brett Favre, too, Brett Favre is starting to turn into uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Remember Shaquille O'Neal? There's no big man that Shaquille O'Neal likes. Everyone's, like, not as good or find something to, to complain about. You know, Brett Favre is just an old man who yells, get off my lawn, as Phil alluded to, and who's, you know, he's just an old Mississippi guy, you know, and it sounds like he's the man of Mike if he has nothing productive to say. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Are we talking about Carson, too? Because Carson, I mean, Carson Wines, man, he's not like Carson Wentz no more. He's Carson Wines to me right now. <laughs> This guy's, nah, seriously. This guy's a, uh, you know, I hate, I always liked Carson, man, until this year. You know, I was always the biggest fan, one of the biggest fans. Um, but Carson's situation in Philly right now is depressing. It's depressing, yo. I, I sit here and just try to figure out what we're going to do with the franchise. And this guy don't even like competition, man. Like, he, right. like, only thing we asked Carson was that, to, to, to practice what you preach, you talk about, yo, the, the team gets better with competition. I heard this man say this before. 
Now they talk about, okay, Carson, well, you know, some competition at your position. Nah, trade. It's like, what? It's like, hold on, man. And then it's like he didn't talk to the media, but it's evident that he's talking to the team because the team is on record saying, listen, we we don't want to trade this guy. You know, we 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 even we even went to the extent of firing the head coach, you know, to, to find somebody to come and fix fix what's going on with him. And this dude is down Calvin, in, was that a Super Bowl winning head coach? Yeah, Super Bowl winning head coach. Okay, yeah, I just want to be sure. <laughs> but this guy's down in South Dakota somewhere pouting, man. And uh, he's probably duck hunting or something. So uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to him getting traded probably tomorrow or the day after, man. But Carson Wines is uh, is somebody we got to talk about. No, for sure. And, and I wonder, like, why does Carson get all the leeway to do this and to whine and complain and bicker and everyone is just okay with this? Like, if he was a black quarterback, would would we be, well, not me, I'll be very understanding. A black quarterback could almost kill somebody and I'll find a way to support him. But, you know, like, would people be this supportive if a black quarterback acted in this manner? Well, we all know, I mean, uh, let, let's just compare scenarios, right? So, and... I hate to bring up past for, for players, you know, the past is, is the past, but mm-hmm. you know, there's so much bane and disdain for Michael Vick over fighting some stupid dog. Mm-hmm. But Brett Osberg has an issue of sexual misconduct. Yep. And it's like, no one ever really brings that back up. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady has uh, a plethora of questionable activities that happen around his organization and i don't think anybody really talks about spygate that much or deflate gate that much anymore um and so to me it's really you know black quarterbacks you know it's anti-black sentiments that exist in, in this country um that label that goes beyond just sports in all sectors of society where, you know, black females, when they go to the doctor, OBGYN have pregnancies, they're more likely to, to lose their life than a white woman is, or more likely to be told to just they're overreacting about their pain. And so, I mean, this is a reality that doesn't escape itself in sports. I mean, Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick played better than Carson Wentz played his last, this last season all of his career, but he still can't find a job. But people, Carson Wentz has suitors lining up to offer first-round picks and yeah. all these other prospects for him. So, you know, are you talking we about already know Kaepernick? what it is. Are you talking about Kaepernick who led his team to the Super Bowl and to the divisional championship? That Kaepernick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, guy that, the guy that actually oh, okay. played in the Super Bowl. Exactly. Super Bowl, Carson, right, couldn't, yeah. Carson couldn't even stay healthy to play in a Super Bowl. Exactly. I've been hurt almost every year of his career, he should be blessed right now, thanking the Lord that he got his payday. And he should have just been, he should have just been happy riding off in the sunset. But now he acting like we all don't have eyes. Like he didn't turn the ball over more than anybody else in the National Football League, man. Right. This guy got a lot of nerve. He does. And, and and you see the difference because now look at this. Brett Farr is silent on Carson Wentz mm-hmm. during a playoff run or playoff hunt, hunt, hunt. During the last, what, four or five games, they, Philadelphia was still in it? 
Carson Wentz asked for trade. Why are you doing all this during the midst of the season when your team is still playing? Disruption. Causing disruption. You know, making guys pick sides. So all that dysfunction from Carson Wentz. Deshaun Watson didn't say a word. Played. Despite all the lies, all the rigorous things, the owners promised him and pulled away from him. And again, in the offseason, say, we don't need your input, which they promised they'll give him input based upon the hop trade. So that's why you see the difference. You but, see it but, over but and over Phil, again. Can I add to your point a little bit? Go ahead, at brother. Least, at least he's balling. <laughs> I mean, like, he put up 4,000-plus yards. Yeah. At least he's balling. Like, don't be – don't wet the bed. And and then and then went uh, uh, prima donna treatment like he yeah. stuck it up this year. It's yeah. like, dude, like how you out here complaining and disgruntled? Like you put in work, you ain't put yeah. no work in. Nothing. Yeah, and you wanna know what's crazy is not only him being disgruntled and and whining, his agent is out here like, oh, you know, y'all not offering him enough. He's like this marquee talent, and I'm like, wait, wait, what am I hearing? Like it's it's just all across the board. Carson, his agent, everybody's delusional. But from what I've been reading, Chicago might come off of some money to get him. God bless them. Like, Yo, keep hyping him up, please. Get we need everything we can get for this. this seriously, no, for real, <laughs> for real. We know what he do. We know who he is. Yeah. We've been watching for the last four or five years. We already know who he is. Yep, yep. So that's all for Donovan McNabb an apology for all the hate he received in Philadelphia when all he did was carry the team yep. and get them at the cusp of glory. Yep. Yes, I want to, Donovan, I apologize. If you ever listen to this, Donovan, I questioned you. I thought you was comparable to this guy. I thought he surpassed you. I was tripping, bro. Please come on the show. Word. We we love you, Donovan. I mean, I don't have to apologize because as a Giants fan, I knew what you brought to the table. So please come on the show so I can give you your flowers. All right? Uh, we won't invite T.O. because he'll all he'll tell us how you were drunk the night before and puke, <laughs> so we don't believe that. And please stop with the DUIs, Donovan. Please, we, we're praying for you. Oh, oh, and, and I'm an attorney, so I, I could really help in that arena. So sh shout out to Donovan McNabb. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>